Hey guys, it's me, Alex, and that was a weird hey guys. I went guys at the end. I suppose that I have um, really fallen prey to my memories of being a wacky morning DJ on WKUV in Knoxville, Texas. Yeah. I said Texas on purpose because uh, I didn't want to say Tennessee because it's just, it was too long of a word. I'm saying this to you before the show starts to go to facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. For the love of fuck, go. You know why? Because there are lovely people at The Standard. It's a bar I go to. You know why I go there? Because it's wonderful. You know what you can do on a Sunday night? You two dollar microbrews. Actually, probably all of Sunday. I only go there at night, but let's assume it's during the day. Two dollars for a microbrew. What are you waiting for, fuckos? Monday night. Local Portland vodka night. I know what you're thinking. Ew. Right? Local Portland vodka. Don't you mean Poland? No. I mean Portland. Because we got a fucking boom going here, kids. A boom of vodka. Gin. And, like, the worst fucking whiskey I ever tried in my life. But the vodka is good. And the gin I can't speak on. Because I don't know anything about gin. But it tasted, you know, it tasted fine to me. Anyway, that's that. Wednesdays, one dollar. One fucking dollar is all you need. And you can have hams. Uh, hams. You know what's good about hams? One fucking dollar. One. I don't know any of the other specials. But go there. It's at Northeast. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm a fucking mess. Uh, go to, it's uh, Northeast uh, uh, 22nd Ave in beautiful Portland, Oregon. Uh, so yeah, just go, it's, uh, uh, just East Burnside and 22nd. It's the side of the street with, uh, with Olay Olay on it. It's, you know, it's right there. 14 Northeast 22nd Ave. The Standard. Facebook.com slash The Standard PDX. And yes, that would be good. That'd be very good. You know why that would be very good? Because I fucking love you guys. And I want you there. And I want you to hug me and kiss me like you did by the lake at Naboo. Because I hate sand. It's harsh and coarse. Not like you. You're soft. Like Princess Leia, or whatever the fuck that bitch's name was from that stupid movie. I'm sorry for saying bitch. I don't really like using that word when referencing an actual lady. And if she was a real life lady, I probably wouldn't have, uh, I probably wouldn't have said it. But, it, but in this case, I, I did, and I really apologize. I really am not the type to use it. But I'm also not the type to, uh, censor myself or go back and edit. So, so it goes. So it goes. Yes, uh, make sure to stay to the end of the episode. I have added in a rousing story about me being contacted by Egyptian goddess and then um, an Alex Cast Theater Presents, uh, which is me talking about getting a donkey and digging up feldspar because I was just bored and started saying weird shit into a microphone. But yes, and you get to hear my Baphomet impression. Beautiful. Enjoy. Facebook.com slash the standard PDX. Bow before its majesty.
Ah, yes. Reminds me of my days on the pirate ship. Long horns. Though whatever this button does. Though whatever this button does. Maybe even this button. What happens if I do this? Oh, how beautiful. Not at all. I like that side better. If I push buttons on my right hand, it makes noises like this. Buttons on my left hand, noises like that. Combined, it's like a symphony. A symphony of out-of-tune music. Here's a little song I like to call, I Don't Know How to Play Concertina. Thank you and good night. My name is Alex, and I was stupid enough to purchase a concertina. Yeah, not stupid enough. I actually really, really like it. I just haven't learned how to actually play it yet, because I just got it the other day. And so far, I've just learned how to kind of hold it and make the noises come out. But what I like about it is that it sounds, to me, like the sound of a orchestra tuning up. But then there's no thing after the orchestra tuning up. It's just the sound of an orchestra tuning up. And then, orchestralistness, we move forward through the world. Congratulations. You're now on the Alex cast. So, my name is Alex, and this is what I like to call an old school episode. I like to call it an old school episode because I'm doing it by my goddamn self. And with a little bit of help from you. Because some people called in, I think I have two call-ins. Yay! And some other things. So, yes. Hold on one second as I turn my headphones up, if I can figure out how to do that. And, yeah, I'll be right back. Is that any better? Oh, yeah, cool. I can hear myself now. A little bit. Oh, fuck. Oh, And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Delightful. Oh, I don't know how to play concertina. I don't know how to play it at all. I also can't sing for shit, so I'll stop. I'm drinking a Zevia zero-calorie soda. It's delicious. It's flavored with stevia and uh, other things. Fuck you. It was interesting to me. Mm. So I'm going to bang out some stuff here. I'm going to talk to you guys. And um, yeah, that's going to be fun. So let's start off. I have some tabs open. And I have some... I probably should have looked through my podcast folder. It's, bear with me here. At some point I'm going to start talking about stuff. And it's going to be awesome. And uh, Cool. Okay. So, first step first. Let's listen to a call from Mr. Justin Johnson, who you may recall from the 100th episode, Spectacular, was the one who mocked me viciously. Let's see what he has to say this time. That's the worst fucking game show host voice I've ever heard for your fucking voicemail message, you fuck. Can you be a little more original than that, or at least fucking better at it? You shit. Fuck. You know, burn your fucking book. I'm gonna light it on fire. I'm going to burn it. If there's any book worth burning, certain something that you've written. Fuck. Yeah, you heard me, fuck. 
Burn the fucking book, you fucking motherfucker. Fucking Pac-Man cereal eating motherfucker. That's right. I am a Pac-Man cereal eating motherfucker. I don't know how he knew that. That one time when I was a kid, I came home from the Grand Union, a delightful little spritish smile on my face, dancing near skipping down the street. My brand new box of Pac-Man cereal. Making swisha swisha noises under my arm. Just swisha swisha, swisha swisha. I couldn't wait to get home. And when I did, I opened the top of that box and said, Oh, smell the Pac-Man cereal. And then I had sex with my mother. And we have another call, and this one is from our friend Rachel. My, our friend, I mean my friend Rachel. Fuck you, stop looking at her. She's mine, I own her. So, let's see what she has to say. I probably should have pre-screened these, but I don't really care. So, uh, yes, let's hit this. Hi, Alex, it's Rachel. Uh, my question for you tonight is, what, what do you think it would be like to drink water with fingers? Hmm. I'm glad you asked me that question, Rachel. I have uh, I have many answers, as I think you all could have predicted. What do you think it would be like to drink water with fingers? Now, being someone, I, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I was a uh, fedora-wearing detective back in the 1920s. So when I did have a couple fingers of the old scotch, I did like a uh, little water in there to, you know, kind of... Uh, let the flavor breathe, you know, let some of that aroma out. But I don't think that's what you're asking. Now, here's the, here's the real question is, uh, what would it be like to drink water with fingers? Now, are we seeing drink water with fingers like uh, there being fingers in the water? Like, um, let's say, uh, w- uh, let me have a glass of water with lemon. Uh, or, you know, uh, let me let me have a, uh, a water with a severed human finger in it. You know, the things that you would ask at uh, your local... Uh, your local libation clinic. Or, are you asking what would it be like to drink water with fingers like there was some kind of tiny little uh, sucking mechanisms on the end of your fingers? Let me answer the cannibal one first. I think it's gross, and you should be ashamed for asking. Question number two, drinking with fingers. There is a um, lizard species it's called the I Live in the Desert Horned I Look Like the Devil Lizard. I don't think that's its real name, but anyway. The thing about this, I Live in the Desert Horned I Kind of Look Like the Devil Desert, whatever I just said, lizard, is that it can drink with the entirety of its body. It uses uh, uh, like a, oh, I don't know what it's called, capillary action? No, maybe that's it. Either way, it has like these kind of channels and it kind of sucks up water almost like through these channels in its skin. It all feeds around its weird scaly, horny body, and drops into its mouth. So it can actually just step in some water, you know, suck it up. And I think that would be great. Here's the problem with it, though. One, how selective do we have to be here? Because let's say I'm working with paint. Uh, can I turn off my finger mouths? Can I, is there, is there an ability to say, no, I don't want to suck in anything. Or is this like a constant, like, if you pour paint in your mouth, you're kind of fucked. There's paint in your mouth. Now, if you have paint on your fingers, is this, uh, this as serious of a condition? Um, I've often glued my fingers together, uh, whilst working with super glue and one time solder, which was a really, really painful thing and it made me stop trying to build 
that Death Star I was working on in high school. And by Death Star, I mean a, uh, what the fuck was I trying to build? I was trying to, oh, I was trying to build a theremin. No, no, I didn't, I didn't burn myself on the theremin. The theremin I built from a Radio Shack kit and it worked for exactly noise and then a little puff of smoke came out in a comical fashion and stopped functioning. Yeah. So that's, that's weird that that memory came up. What the fuck did I burn my finger on? Anyway, uh, my fingers don't have uh, capillary suction action, and if I poured solder or crazy glue on them, uh, it would probably taste bad. So if I could turn them off at will, you know, not being able to taste things, oh, would I have little tongues in my fingers? Because that would be, you know, it'd be good for the ladies, you know, uh, uh, from what I understand. I mean, I, look, I've, I've never even seen a boob. But, okay... Assuming it's just purely like a extended straw, like you could just suck in through your fingers, it would be nice. Because imagine like if you're sick in bed, you could just kind of like lean your hand out and just kind of dip it in some orange juice that your mother left next to you on the nightstand um, after you had sex with her. Oh, uh, that'd be tough to... No, I'm going to have to say no because I just remembered I have to pee and I don't want to taste my penis. Again. Sorry about that again. That was a really, I, I, I wanted to end on the penis joke. And then I realized like, Alex, what are you doing with your life? You're making jokes about banging your mom and fucking saying dick. It's just not, this is not what you should do. And to answer John's question of uh, what kind of ungrateful asses uh, are my guests, smart ones, but don't come on the show because this show is horrible and I'm a horrible person. This week's guest canceled for a very good reason, though, so uh, no problem there. Uh, Steph was going to be on, but uh, she got a freelance job doing arty stuff. And I would never take anybody away from doing freelance arty stuff, because that's awesome. That's uh, I would like to live doing freelance arty stuff, except I'm not particularly good at artistry. And, um, yeah, I don't think you really get paid freelance to write shitty books. Yeah. Well, you get paid sort of, because, you know, every time I sell a book, I do get a couple of bucks, but it's not that much. Um, oh, on that note, since I'm here, uh, if you go to alexcast.com, there's a, there's a link that says books, and that'll show you the two books I wrote. Uh, one's called Periphery, it's a novel, uh, it's a, well, let's just say it's weird fiction. Mystical, weird, magical fiction, or something like that. Whatever, it's fucking, it's weird cult people in woods, and there's drugs, and there's exploding dog things, and, and, and strange Buddha boys, and, and Buddha boys sounds really gay. I mean, like a boy with a, like, kind of bodhisattva, uh, vibe about him, not necessarily, you know, uh, actual Buddha or like, uh, the point is there's no gay little boy in the book and the book can be found on alexhouse.com. Just click on the books link and you'll see links to the aforementioned books. So with that, and a little thing called the void sutras, uh, which is a collection of poems and short stories. And that is super cheap on Kindle. It's like two bucks. Actually on, on Kindle, my, the periphery is like five bucks now. So go check them out. I really appreciate that. Uh, there's also an Amazon.com uh, banner on the main page. If you're going to buy anything on uh, Amazon, feel free to click that first, including my books. Though my books, you don't have to click that because I don't I don't think I... Yeah, don't worry about it before the books. But anything else, do that. So yeah, do that. Clear your cookies, click the Amazon link, and buy as you will at Amazon. It doesn't cost you a red cent extra. So anyway, moving on. Uh, we have another... I think we have another... Hold on a second here. Uh, where was, I thought I had another, uh, I'm terribly sorry for, I haven't done a solo show in a while, so forgive me for my, str 
you know, I was going to say, I, I was about to say, forgive me for not being kind of streamlined and, and getting confused and not finding where the thing I wanted was. Uh, it turns out that, um, that, uh, that I wasn't good at this before anyway, because I went back to try to find an episode to post for last week and, uh, yeah, most of it was me fumbling around and saying stupid shit like I'm doing now. So, hey, that's how I built the audience. Come, hang out, enjoy. Yeah, last week I did the retro show number one. So, actually, I really love if you guys can get in touch with me at the AlexCast on Twitter and tell me if you like that one. What I did was a little introduction to an episode that's no longer available on the feed. I think episodes one through, I don't know, 30-something aren't available because blah, blah, blah. They were on a different server, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. The point is they're not there. I thought I'd grab one, you know, just run a quick filter over it so it doesn't sound horrible and throw it up on there with a quick introduction. So if you guys were into that or you didn't give a shit about it, you know, whatever. The point is, uh, that was last week and I would love your input. I would always love your guys' input, especially with your fingers, with their little mouths on the end of it. Delicious little mouths. Just, you see, I didn't finish that thought because you could see where it was going. There was going to be buttholes. There was going to be a butthole tasting. There was going to be finger tasting from the butthole. And you know what? I didn't go there. I took the higher ground. I took the moral higher ground. All right, this is uh, another call. Uh, this is from our friend, and let's see. I might have to. I might have to stop this one midway through because sometimes he leaves weird stuff. So it's fun to. Oh, this is from like a few weeks ago. Let's see. I just read your tweet about your screener copy of the Breaking Bad finale. I don't even. I don't watch TV. Oh, man, that sounded. That sounded absurd. I don't. I don't have an attention span. And I still find it funny because I know how much people are just giving shit about the end of Breaking Bad. God, that was amazing. If that was actually true somehow, it's disgusting. I don't want to fucking know you. But I don't think there really are screener copies of TV shows. <clears throat> Probably. That's all. When, when I read it, I went, <laughs> I, I didn't just like stone or laugh. It was, they should be selling me all the time. I'm fucking gold. No, thank you, Tyler. I'm sorry for that, uh, this noise. I was adjusting my microphone because I was <laughs> doing that into it. And I hate that noise. I was trying to adjust it to not hear my labored, uh, fat guy breath as every breath is hampered by the large amounts of jowly fat hanging off my disgusting face and then being, uh, holding my chest down from my swinging man tits. That was graphic. Um, sorry. Let's see if there's any more. Uh, I think that might be the last of the messages, but I have, I have other things. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was it for that. So thank you for Collins. Uh, you can always call the show at, I just closed the window. Fuck. Uh, 503-468-6959. Ooh, look at me remembering stuff. Alex with the save. Yeah. 503-468-6959. That is the call in number. You can leave a message 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, try not to call during Ramadan because I am, Pretty religious, and I would hate to have the festival of the, whatever that is be interrupted because uh, I have to pray towards Mecca and then put out the, the traditional Ramadan um, stockings and uh, silver poles, aluminum. So, uh, uh, at tepid underscore mess, uh, asked me, talk about how Twitter affects real life friendships. Now, uh, I think that's a fine question. 
Let me go with that. One. I don't have real life friends who fuck you for rubbing it in. I'm kidding. Take that back. Not the, not the real life friendship part. I don't have those, but no, uh, I'm going to stop doing that. Sorry. I, I get really, uh, I, I'm very lonely and I, it's, you know, sometimes I just, I just need a fucking hug, man. Okay. So at tepid underscore mess asked me, uh, to talk about how Twitter affects real life friendships. Yeah, man. It's a good question. So, um, one, uh, I, I've not known you to be tepid and I've only, there's only the one picture of you from on the, on the, um, on the, on the Twitter page. I like how I'm addressing this person. Like she's going to listen to the show. Um, that's, I mean, obviously not true because no one listens to this show except maybe you and you could report back to me about what you thought about other things. Uh, Twitter affects real life friendships. I'm going to, uh, go so far as to include Facebook because, uh, my fa- Twitter, I mostly joined and met strangers. So I mean, I guess I'll follow follow up with that uh, because this sounds like the way real people talk. Oh, I'll follow up with that. My my secondary point, my tertiary point. Yeah. So my real life friendships were affected uh, mostly when the show kind of took off a little bit a year ago, I guess. Um, somewhere around there. Either way, I got listed on this website that did a whole shitload of traffic, drove a bunch of people to my show. And yeah, I had this really huge spike and I started to get, uh, I don't know, not, how do I word it? I guess I got a little more interested in the marketing aspects of the show and not, not, God, that sounds horrible. Basically, I just attached my, tw- my Twitter account posted to my Facebook and my Facebook, uh, was the, uh, facebook.com slash AlexCast. And so it kind of double posted it, but most of the people I knew pre Twitter are on Facebook. So. Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay, so I had people get annoyed at me for quote unquote overposting. Uh, which was fine. And then, uh, actually, as a follow up, this is kind of, yeah, this is directly related. When the book came out, Periphery, available on Amazon.com. When the book came out, uh, I also had people uh, kind of complaining that I was just, you know, I was basically a marketing tool, that this was all advertisements for the book. And it, that was the one that kind of, that was like the straw that broke the, uh, the, you know, the old camel's back there because I mean, essentially, I mean, I've said, I've said this line on the show so many times, but like, if you're annoyed at me posting shit about my book, I should be able to yell about you posting pictures of your stupid kid or your dog. Um, because I spent, you know, years writing that book. It's you, you, you know, you, you had semen connect with an egg and then you spit out a baby, you know, there's, there's, there's not 7.5 billion uh, books on the planet. I don't even know if there's 7.5 billion people. I don't know how many people are. Let's say 6 billion. There's not 6 billion books on the planet, but there's 6 billion little miracles. So I don't think that I'm going way around the back to answer this question. So the point is, Twitter has kind of made me realize that the fraudulence of friendship or the expectation of actual friendship and how it doesn't actually work on social media. Uh, if, I didn't that's not particularly clear. I guess that, you know, you ever seen, uh, like if you go, like when I would hang out with my mother and, uh, aunt Alice, who's not actually my aunt, but this lady that lives across the street, you know, we grew up, we all grew up next to each other, her, Alice's kids and my mom's, you know, kids, me and my two older brothers, they would do this kind of ritual where someone would go, Oh, let me pay for this. No, I'll pay for this. Oh no, you pay. Oh, I did it last time. That, that thing. There was this 
I don't know, tacit agreement that as long as you go through the ritual of, of this payment dance, that everything's polite. Now, this ritual applies also to the giving of birthday cards, let's say, or, or, um, showing up to, I don't know, christenings or, you know, the kind of the, the, the expected aspects of friendship. And that's fine when you're in the real world, when you, you know, see people and, you know, it's kind of a, you know, it's your choice to be friends with them almost. When you extrapolate that to Facebook, you have this kind of expectation of, not expectation, you have this thing where a bunch of people that, like, I knew from, like, high school. I mean, I'm friends with some people from high school that I don't remember them, but they requested a friendship. So, I, you know, I'm going to, I hit okay, because why the fuck not? So, I have, I guess, I guess a larger audience of these kind of uh ritual friends to, to draw the, you know, the let me pay for this thing. And, you know, the ritual is you wait for Facebook to say it's their birthday and then you wish them a happy birthday or Facebook to say, hey, I had a kid. Oh, it looks beautiful or, you know, yada, yada, the, these things. And I suppose that previous to kind of Twitter slash book coming out, but, you know, the real realization was was kind of when I, you know, was a Twitter thing was that all it is is that ritual. And I suppose that I didn't realize the depth of apathy that people have uh that even those people that i don't really remember from high school or that i don't know that well like i still kind of bother to read the post i'll click like every now and again or leave a fun little comment or you know things along those lines not saying that i'm johnny great i'm more saying that if a piece of shit like me can put that out there uh i kind of assumed everybody else was putting that amount of effort in that being you know essentially none but i guess essentially none is still more than zero uh you know because it's essentially none not actual none Everybody else is actual none. Everybody else is just doing rituals, you know, um, you know, doing the digital, uh, happy birthdays and the, you know, the, the pat on the back and attaboys of, of, of childbirth and graduations and the, uh, you know, uh, my uh, thoughts are with your family when grandpa passes away or the, uh, you know, whatever it is or when someone posts, oh, I'm so alone, dot, 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 question mark or whatever. And then he goes, oh, honey, what's wrong? And, you know, it's all, play acting it's all ritual it's not it's not anything it's 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 catholic mass where there's no feeling behind it it's just you know uh you know, peace be with you and also with you you know uh say it's the blah 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 say it the lord uh yeah blah blah i don't remember any of the call and returns from church i wish i did because that that last little spot would have been awesome if i did but it, what do you say it's peace be with you and also with you i remember that either way in catholic mass you they say something to you and then like you're you're kind of uh programming kicks in in this Pavlovian way and you just respond in unison. And, uh, yeah, so I need just, I guess the online thing, I just didn't realize how much a ritual there was. I kind of thought that everybody had a, not everybody. I thought there was a little bit more of like an inkling of caring. So that's for the established people. Now swinging back to, uh, the other half of this point of factory life friendships is I find myself having actual friends that only exist on Twitter. Which, I've been a computer dude for, huh, I've been a computer dude for, what is this, fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Cowabunga, I'm gonna have some pizza with Shredder. Fuck you, Alex. But, I've been, I think I built my first computer, not built, but like, I, you know, bought the parts, put together with the help of my friend Jim, a uh, computer, maybe this before Jim, shut up, Alex. <laughs> I started being like, online, uh, in like, 94-ish? And I've had a computer my entire life. Like, we had a Commodore 64 in the house that I remember, you know, I had to memorize the command lines by, like, singing little songs, you know, because I didn't know how to, I knew how to type, 
because I knew what the letters were, but I had no idea what I was typing. So I had to memorize the command lines of how to bring up the video games. So I was, you know, pretty computer savvy. And I say this because I've been a computer person for a while, but I've never really developed any kind of, I never really, I don't like belonging to shit. So I didn't get a lot of uh, friends uh, out of the computer because I, you know, real life friends for the most part. And I guess I'd never really gone through that thing of like, oh, you actually can find like real people, make real connections over the internet, not just uh, kind of half-assed, you know, oh, this person you comment on the same board with and you kind of know each other. Or, you know, uh, oh, this is some, you know, this is some girl that uh, you met in the AOL, you know, uh, Ravers and Vampires room back in 97 or the fuck those things were called. So with the Twitter thing, I actually met people that I suppose are real friends, which is an odd thing. Like I talk to them often, uh, these these Twitter people. But I don't I'm not gonna name anybody, you know, because uh, that'd be weird because then I'd forget someone and I, you know, and then I'd feel awkward. And I'll probably cry a little bit. That's not true. I don't cry. My emotions died years ago after I had the repressed memory of my mother and those fingers with the little tongues and mouths on them come back to me. And the time I was abducted by gray aliens. So anyway, long story short, uh, Twitter has affected my real life friendships in that kind of uh, the kind of that anxiety of being like horrifically alone, which is always a that that kind of sinking mist that that uh that pervasive i don't know weight to the air that is uh you know having anxiety or having you know depression or bipolar or whatever you know whatever variant you want to call it is that that kind of pervasive awful is 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 cut a bit that if you're home at night and you start having like this anxiety thing it's not like oh i'm completely alone in the world there is this outlet there that there's people that you can actually kind of consider friends or at least that i now consider friends on a, on a you know i don't know on a level i don't know why i have to qualify everything but you know the actual friends so yeah twitter has been a wholly positive experience except for all the negative shit but um yeah i know i yeah so uh twitter affects real life friendships in that i think i've kind of created created a few that way and yeah that's yeah, that's about the long, long and short of it. Yeah, like I've, uh, it's a good way to talk to fans, which, uh, more of you guys should come and talk to me on there. It's at the AlexCast on Twitter. Um, yeah, I've actually met some fans in real life. And, um, and when I say fans, I, I, I mean, they're kind of friends too, or they are friends too. I just, you know, I more mean like people that listen to my show and then started to talk to me and then I met, you know, so it's, uh, that's a weird thing too. Like I was hanging out with this dude, uh, uh, Zachariah Watha at the, at the bar, at the standard, the place that sponsors the show. I'm sure at this point I've already had a commercial for it. I hope, um, that, yeah, he, he's, we just talked to, we chatted on Twitter and he was passing through Portland a few times. We kept missing, you know, he's like, Hey, you want to hang out? And I wasn't around or whatever. And we ended up hanging out and it's such an odd thing. Cause like one, it's comfortable. Cause like, Oh, I know this dude. And then two, it's really weird because, like, I'll find myself like, like, oh, hey, I have an anecdote for this. And then there's kind of this thought in the back of my head of like, oh, shit, do you know this one already? Like, have I said this on the show? Like, am I somehow repeating my digital self? Like, oh, have I told you this one before? But obviously, I, I told you this one before, but not I haven't. My, my digital artifice self told you, which is weird. So anyway, after I'm dead, if I get some new listeners, I'm going to have like, ex post facto friends you be like oh wow alex you know what a nice guy i'd like to meet him someday you're like well you can't because he's crossed that great divide and and he is he is floating 
in the eternal abyss, uh, never to return, and, uh, or he's, you know, blah, blah, blah. That was a long-winded answer. I don't remember where I was going with that. Uh, oh, yeah, so I met Zachariah, and it's like, yeah, it was fun. So, uh, yeah, so Twitter is good. That is, that's the long way around it. Okay. Shut up. Uh, Justin, who asked, who uh, gave me the rude phone call from before, says, JFK, where were the Baldwins when we needed them? Now, I'm not sure if he's talking about the actual presidency or the movie. Um, I'm going to go with the presidency, and I think they're all too young, but there's nothing stopping one of them from throwing Billy in front of the bullet and, uh, and changing the course of human history. K-Red Schaefer asked me, ugly celebrities you're strangely attracted to? That's a good, good question. It's not a good question. I mean, it's a good question, but I, I, I really thought I'd have an answer to it. See, I don't think they're... Here's the thing. Is, as far as, like, celebrities are concerned, other than, like... I mean, I shouldn't point them out, but other than a handful, most celebrities are very attractive. I mean, I know that's not saying... But, I mean, even the kind of plain Jane or, or plain Jack actors are, are really quite stunning, like, or, or better looking than most people I know. Like... Like, if, here's a good example, like, like, uh, when you have a fat actor, like, uh, that Seth guy from all those Apatow movies, he's not even that fat, like, he's just like a little, he's, he's Hollywood fat, which would be like kind of, you know, regular guy, but he's like, you know, morbidly obese for Hollywood, so I don't know that there are, like, unattractive, um, celebrities, uh, let me think of celebrities I'm even attracted to, uh, she's kind of, she's, she's a little, uh, uh, I haven't seen her in a while, and she kind of got real thin, but, uh, uh, Christina Ricci I used to have a big crush on, um, and, and that's not creepy, though, because uh, she's my age, so that's even, like, during, like, uh, what was that, uh, Adam's family, I thought she was adorable, keep in mind she was my age when I thought she was adorable, so this, this is completely on a level, do not call any cops, um, God, I don't really, I'll tell you the truth, I don't really find a lot of celebrities attractive, like, I mean, in that, I mean, I find them all attractive, so it's not like any stick out. Uh, ugly, unattractive, I don't really even know a lot of celebrities, now that I think about it. And all the ones I know are really famous, so. Um, oh, it's, no, no, she's attractive too. Uh, wait, no, she's attractive, yeah, I don't, huh, I think maybe somebody should give me a list of celebrities that people think are ugly and I can and I can like uh I'll like make a I'll make a, you know I'll do like a checklist because I can't I know I think uh oh here's here's a good one it's a dude uh but I know it says attracted to I'm not really attracted to but I find him attractive is um oh oh a Willem Willem Dafoe who people like say he's like kind of ugly or troll like or whatever. I think he's, I think he's handsome. Like I've seen these black and white shots of him. He's a good looking dude. Um, but I guess he's not, you know, a traditionally good looking guy. I mean, I, yeah, I don't really know. Um, people think Helen Bottom Carter is really attractive, right? Is she no? Cause I think she's, I think she's the bee's knees. Um, yeah, she's, the, she's, she's a, she, you know what she is? She's easy on the eyes. Yeah, I'm going that far. I'll go as far as this. A dish. Dishy. Uh, I'm madly in love with, um, 
that lady, I can't think of her name. Rosario Dawson. I think Rosario Dawson's the most attractive person that's ever lived. But I'm getting away from the question. So anyway, I guess what I'm saying is that I don't really know the names of many celebrities, and uh, I don't think any of them are are unattractive, really. Ooh, this is, I mean, I guess, I guess, okay, yeah, I guess that's the thing. I, I didn't think about old people. No offense to old people, but, you know, it's, it's. Okay, so who would be, you know, because that's fucked up, because, like, if it's an old actress, she probably was attractive, and that's just, like, really shitty of me to try to, to try to, um. But I'll go with, uh, the mother from Six Feet Under, uh, because she was, she was kind of foxy, and, like, she was old foxy. I don't know why. There was something kind of, like, hippie hot about her. But she was probably, you know, like, eight years before that, she was probably, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, probably you know, mid to late forties and still looking pretty goddamn good. Cause you know, they, they preserve themselves in some kind of like isopropyl alcohol and, 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 you know, baby blood or whatever they do in Hollywood. So anyway, yeah, uh, that was a shitty answer. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, movie remakes that should star Channing Tatum. Uh, I'm going to put it this way, Justin, I don't know what Channing Tatum is. And I'm happy about that. I mean, I know he's an actor and I know he's in a bunch of stuff and I think he may have been in the 21 jump street remake, but I didn't see it. And I couldn't pick him out of a crowd. The reason I even read this question is because I was thinking of, um, what's the, what's the little kid from, from Bad News Bears? Isn't that Chan- Channing Tatum? Chatham Tanning? Channing Tatum. Tatum. Ch- Stalker Chan? I, uh, th- th- okay. The point is that whoever that is, I, I don't care. But so, uh, remakes that you start Channing Tatum, I'm going to go with, uh, Logan's Run. Um, that's it. Just Logan's run. Oh, Zardoz. He should, he should be the lead in Zardoz. Um, X-Men, the first one. Um, oh, 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 uh, Bridge of the River Kwai. Road Dogs. Um, my mother, the car, which I think that was a TV show. And I think he should play. Yeah, he should play Willy Wonka in. Oh, they already did a remake of that movie, didn't they? Fuck. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, uh, there's your answer. So, um, fuck you, fucko. <laughs> Thanks for your question. Uh, Tara wants to know, uh, how about our genetics destiny? Both, uh, let's see, Bolin men and porn mustaches. This goes back to my brother, uh, made a tweet today on the old Twitter phone. Uh, you can find him at, uh, at Kabol, C-A-B-B-O-L. And, um, he made the comment that, uh, my father and his two brothers will not, uh, have a, uh, naming session of, but let's just say their last names rhyme with Wolin. All have porno mustaches. Now, I think father has more of a, uh, he had a porno mustache for a while. Uh, and I think he's more of a goatee kind of fellow now. I wasn't really looking at him. Uh, because why would I look at him? I, you know, I know what he, I know what he looks like. Other than the fact I don't know what he looks like. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, that's weird. Um, I'm going to say it is genetics that we can grow luxurious 70s mustaches. However, I cannot. I can't grow a beard either, which is very upsetting to me because I'm a very lazy person and I would like to have a massive beard. Not a massive beard, but I would like to have a 
a fully formed beard uh, so I could just not shave that often. But because of my um, kind of burn victim going through puberty, patchy uh, beardness, it, it does not work. And that is unfortunate because, let's tell you, you know, chicks dig bears, man. Chicks dig bears. But, you know. That is weird, though. Why would they all have... I mean, I suppose a Grandfather uh, had a mustache, maybe. I, I remember him having a having a, a goatee beard, but uh, that's... That might be some kind of weird, fucked-up memory. He he passed away when I was seven, eight, nine, ten, something. Seven, let's say. Fuck it. Somewhere around there. So I, I do I do remember his face a bit, but I, I, I think I might be kind of transposing uh, like like old uh, Star Trek episodes with when they had beards to be evil and uh, pictures of Mephistopheles. Faust. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, did you know that every film John... Oh, fuck. I don't know how to say his name. Kazali? John Kazale? Whatever that guy appeared in was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture. It's a fact. That was a random fact from uh, mentalfloss.com. Random fact generator. Babu. Yeah, so, um, I found on the internet, this is what I'm going to close with, uh, it's not really something, yeah, whatever, dude, um, this is a thing from mentalfloss.com, I'm just going to put a link on alexcast.com, no, just go to the, um, show notes there, you'll see it, uh, it's 23 unusual animals from Mental Floss, and the reason I'm pointing this is, one, because I like unusual animals, uh, I, you know, we, we all know, I'm a big fan of the, uh, Axolotl and um, the II, which I think appears on this. Um, but uh, yeah, this is the reason I'm posting is because uh, the, the guest host here is uh, Emily Grassilli, Grassal. I, I should have paid attention. Um, and she is adorable, and I'm in love with her. She's She's got a Kaylee from Firefly vibe, and um, I want to give her a hug and, and have her uh, have her be my girlfriend. But only in a, you know, like a fifth grade sense. Like, uh, I'll give her a Valentine's card that says, you know, be my Valentine with a picture of B, or I choose you with a picture of a locomotive choo-choo train or other things from that episode of The Simpsons where Ralph falls in love with Lisa and she breaks his heart on film. And Bart freeze frames the part where his heart stops on a piece of technology called a VCR. And to kids out there, uh, don't bother learning because it's gone it's dead it's dead as dillinger and other things that um only old men like me would say so please watch 23 unusual animals it is a delight yes terrific also hold on a second it's like it's really hard to drink while i'm fucking the only one here um yeah i think that's about it Oh, maybe I should talk about that. Hmm. Yeah, why not? Uh, so, I don't know if you guys... Okay, so if you guys don't care uh, uh, about my occult weird shit, uh, turn it off now, because this, this is the end. I don't have to turn it off now. It's not, it's not like I'm going to fucking tell you how I, like, you know, murdered a, a fatted calf. Uh, I was meditating in an altered state. Well, I was in an altered state and then started meditating. And I got really deep. 
like deep into a meditative kind of place. To the point that I saw kind of two profiles done in a kind of a, it was, a, you know, a, a black field almost. And two profiles looking at each other in kind of a electric blue haze around the profile. I would I would equate it to the two heads from um, from Electric Company, where where it's like uh, like gum bow gumbo, like it's that setup. I don't think they ever say gumbo on that, but I've I've also never really seen Electric Company. I've only seen clips that reference it. So yeah, they were looking at each other, and I was trying. I'm trying. It's hard to describe it. I was trying in the way that I could pick up on it was. It was, I think I described it, I was, I was telling someone about that. It's like, it's almost as if trying to like breathe with a pillow on your face. Like, I mean, it's, it's like the, the thoughts were there and you could kind of get it, but it's just not fully formed, you know? Um, yeah, so I basically got, you know, I guess, I don't know how I knew they were there. Anyway, the point is I saw these kind of profiles and I kind of, I, you know, I kind of, well, I mean, let's face it, I'm honest with you guys. I kind of, I put the plea out, you know, I asked, uh, hey, you know, when, uh, when am I going to be delivered from this, uh, this kind of torment that, that I, that I live with on the daily? And, uh, yeah, so she, who, I didn't get the, I didn't say, I don't think there was anything said. It was kind of transmitted, if you will. I don't know if you will, but, I got the uh, thing that she was Sekhmet, who uh, is an Egyptian goddess with a lion's head, with a lioness's head. Um, yeah, that's so okay. That was the name that came across. And again, you know, it's if I come up to you on the street and say, "Hey, my name's Jeff, and I was raised in 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 Arkansas," you know, if you don't know me, then then you know you won't know that's a falsehood. So that's you know. So I'm saying. That's, you know, her saying her name is Sekhmet is as true as somebody walking up and saying, my name is Jeff, but I'm from Arkansas. You know, right? It's, it's you know, take it on face value because there's no reason to lie, but also um, face value in this case is, is based on, you know, meditative states, altered states, and, and you know, trying to comprehend through kind of um, pillow-like gauze. Um, yeah. So Sekhmet. And uh, she said that it will, um, in either three or 11 months, the kind of alone and uh, some kind of you know the alone the shittiness or some some variant some some relief destined in the stars for me you know I keep saying you know because why would you know why would I, I don't even know right? this is some fucking weird thing I had occur to me so uh, I kind of try to transmit a certain kind of thanks to them uh, but with a I'm really sorry to have to ask this but. Uh, you know, I, I've seen uh, uh, promises of a finish line before. Uh, I, I've, you know, I don't even know if I'm walking the right way. Like, maybe, you know, could you, could you please just grant me a sign that this is, you know, this is something real or not, you know, not just my, you know, fevered, stoned imagination. And I got, the, and I got the idea that uh, that they said, you know, essentially, you know, sure. You'll, you know, you'll get one tonight. So. Uh, they sent the name Tracy to me. And I said, uh, you know, it's interesting. 
And yeah, so I wrote down Tracy on the little chunk of cardboard I keep on my desk to write shit down on. Also, my mouse pad. And uh, yeah, so I went to the bar afterwards. This is hours later, but uh, I ended up going to the bar because I think I wanted to get some writing done. I like writing at the bar. And I uh, was hanging out. And it's, you know, of course I was thinking on what just happened. And I kind of had a, I don't know, I had a, I I don't know if I had doubt. I mean, because I didn't, I don't think I ever really had a thought of, I had belief. I mean, I had a belief that something kind of happened. But, you know, whether that's something is just, you know, you get so deep in a meditative trance that you're actually kind of talking to a subconscious. Because, you know, I, 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 you know, read a lot about Egypt. I, I, you know, watch a lot of documentaries on Egypt, so... Wouldn't be surprising if, if uh, some kind of, you know, I don't know, some kind of wisp of an idea got contacted and I, I, and I kind of like, because of, you know, because of being in that meditative state, kind of blew it up into something more, you know, tangible, you know, if, if disembodied electric blue field godheads are more tangible. But I think you understand where I'm coming from that, you know, I'm not saying that, oh, of course I believe that a god talked to me. Anyway, so I'm sitting at the bar. And I see this girl uh, ordering a drink. And it's like, oh, whoa, that's got to be Tracy. Because I just, I don't, while I was while I was entranced, I didn't see her, Tracy's face. I don't think I even knew that her face had, like, been in the, the trance. I didn't know that it was a, I didn't know that there was a revelation there until I saw that girl and go, oh, fuck. And it was weird because I, I didn't see the girl on the journey, but then I kind of did. Because when I, when I saw the girl at the bar, I go, oh, that's her. I didn't, like, it's weird. Like, I'm stammering because it's a fucking odd thing that happened. Um, and this isn't, I didn't ask for like 30 girls. I just see that girl. And, uh, so well, the bartender comes back over. It's a girl I'm friends with. Uh, I'm like, Jess, who's been on the show. I was like, Jess, hey, is there, is there a tab open for a girl named Tracy? And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah. She just ordered a beer. She just walked away. I was like, no fucking way. I'm like, the girl right, and I pointed over the shoulder, like, where, where, you know, there's a mirror there, so I can kind of see her in the reflection. No, no, creepy, I'm looking at her way. I just, I was trying to, like, spot, you know, for, to point Jess out. She's like, oh yeah, that's her. I, I was, you know, I fucking mind blown. Like, holy fucking shit. Like, this is, I mean, that's, I mean, it's written down on my fucking desk, you know? So I kind of had this, it, so I explained to Jess, and kind of had this, this, uh, you know, this, uh, uh, elation you know this this bubbling like holy this is fucking amazing um yeah so yeah it was you know it was it was revelation and uh i was really excited now uh someone had asked me why i didn't approach this girl i it wasn't i wasn't meant to i guess i don't again i don't know how this this information is transmitted but it was a uh that was that was almost like oh you'll see a white cat cross her path or or um which would be terrible in Portland because there's a shitload of feral cats. So, you know, I, I would be getting signs from, from, from the deities on the daily. On the daily is something I've never said before until recently. And it must have come from somewhere or somebody and I will find them and punish them. So yeah, I, I got, I got contacted by an Egyptian, um, goddess. And, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was enthralled. I was enthused. And then about two days later, I was back to being depressed and thinking I'll never uh, be relieved of being alone. So it just goes to show you that some people uh, cannot be fixed, even with godly intervention. And I thank you. That was a good finish. That was good. Like, I felt like uh, 
like I was a storyteller for a second there and like this was the line to finish on and the rousing applause. Yeah, you're a fucking nut job and you think that a lion headed goddess talks too well in a trance state. Woo! Alex, show your tits! Slayer! Um, I don't know what that was, but it was fun to do. Yeah, so that's it. That's my story. It's lovely. Yep. Okay. <sighs> that, was, that was a weird one. Um, yeah, so that's it. I've been Alex and you have been the audience for the love of fuck. Uh, go to alexcast.com and just check out the things there. Click on things. If you are a person of upward mobility and you have money to burn, alexcast at paypal, uh, alexcast at gmail.com. It's my contact. Throw some paypal out of you. Cause, uh, you know, daddy's got bills to pay, you know, I got shit to do and, you know, I know this ass pays some bills, but it's not gonna pay all of them. And, you know, I'm shaking my money maker as much as I can, but I'm getting tired. Lord, I'm getting tired of all this twerking. I don't even know. Is that, I don't, honestly, I don't even know what, if that's twerking. That's the thing where you shake your butt. Like, I, I know the term, uh, but I've never, like, watched a twerking video. Um, I, nor will I, of course, ever, you know, do any of the, the twerks. I mean, that's not something that's ever gonna happen. Uh, I, I mean, I have a problem lowering myself to watching fucking, uh, you know, uh, modern television shows, uh, let alone, uh, participating in some kind of like primal fuck dance. Um, but however, if you want to start a band and want to call it primal fuck dance, I give you all the credit in the world and it's all yours. Cause let's face it. I don't know how to fucking play an instrument. I can't sing that well or at all really. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So, um, look out for primal fuck dance. Burning down the juke joints in your neighborhood. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's it. Okay. I've been Alex and you have been the audience and, oh, wait, hey, if you're here for this long, I'm going to, I'm going to leave you with, this is, um, this is some crazy fucking thing I recorded the other day. Uh, it's, it's just me being weird. So, um, I guess, yeah, I, I suppose if you want to, uh, listen to it, it would, yeah, um, so this is me, uh, I was fucking around, and I, was, I do these every now and again, but this one just kind of, um, this, this one, uh, this one, I, I don't know what to say, this one kind of tickled me, even though it's, I'm the one that fucking did it, but the point is, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is something I called Alex Cast Theater Presents, I guess. And now, Alex Cast Theater Presents, the nameless prospector and his trusted donkey, Juniper. Juniper, you bring me down to the felled spa fields? And we'll get ourselves a nice howdy crop and fill our side saddles and bring it back into town. The nameless prospector and his trusty steed moved down the hill towards the Feldspar fields. Let's listen in. Now, Juniper, I see here it's Feldspar fields, certainly full of dolomite, calcite. I even see some orange quartz. Where is the rest? the feldspar. What's that? Look down. Ah, yes. In the tradition of the ancient Kermetans, as above, so below, I shall move away the top layer, and I'll find myself my feldspar. The prospector gladly moves away the top layer of dirt with his old leathered prospector boot. Ah, Eureka, there's the stuff. Now let's get ourselves back to the general store. Well, that friendly alchemist in the shop will be able to transmute this feldspar 
into coinage, and we shall buy ourselves goods and services, return back to the shack post-haste, maybe even summon up ourselves a nice delicious succubus or two, for a man brings up a powerful thirst for the succubus whilst working in the feldspar fields. Now, let's get to picking and a digging. That feldspar's not gonna dig itself. Well, unless I cast that spell again, but to be fair, that's how I lost the missus. Now come on, Juniper. Come on. The digging is a good. Next week on Alex Cast Theater Presents, the nameless prospector gets himself in trouble down to the general store. Juniper, we best hurry. There seems to be some trouble down to the general store. Please do I want me why, Juniper, seems as if old man Deacons got himself possessed by the baffle man again. Oh, well, I suppose we could break off ourselves some kind of spell to help him. What's that, Juniper? That is a fine idea. I will try to get ourselves a better price on this here feldspar. If we agree to get the demon out of this here proprietor of the general store, Mr. Alchemist Deacons.